0: Don't try to figure out anything, thinking about who can help you. Don't try to figure out nothing. That's a waste of energy. I don't use my brain to figure out anything. I use my brain to create stuff and I use my brain to go and be vulnerable to ask for help on how, from the who. Because if I don't know how, there are somebody there that know how. Right? I need to find the who, not the how. Hi, baby, hop in the limbo guinea. Uh, I'm i on me, only, I'm ready. Uh, baby.
1: Huh? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, guys. This is your host KB, your favorite podcast, Stroke of Success. Today's guest is some, someone really special. This gentleman next to me, I've been you know stalking him. Uh, 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 I've, I've been after him for about uh, almost a year. A conversation back and forth. We finally made contact. We finally found a date to do this interview. When I say busy, this individual is super busy. A little backstory: The gentleman comes from Paraguay, from a very poor family. Incredible story of grit, spirit, family support, entrepreneurial. Uh, I can keep going, but I'd rather jump in the interview with him. So with that being said, welcome my guest, Sergio Van Schmullen. Thank you for jumping on,
0: sir. I'm
1: glad to be here finally. Thank you. You're a good man, Sergio. Listen, I know everyone's busy. You're a busy man. I I didn't think I I knew it would be hard to get you in, but it's here now. Yeah. Right. We have a common friend, Edison Moreno, and Shania Ramirez. Uh, both of them, for the record, and I, I love both of them from my heart. Good friends of mine. I haven't been, seen them and speak spoken to them for a long time, but the any they Nothing but amazing things
0: they said about you. Uh, First, I would like to clarify that I'm not busy uh, because, see, we don't know the subject that we're going to talk. Oh, I don't know (laughs) this. But but, uh, I want to make sure that that, um, I want to clarify. Busy is when you are. You have so many activities, and you are the, you are everywhere. Uh, I would like to say I choose not to stay in Orlando as much. For not because I don't enjoy Orlando. I live in Winter Park. I, I love the house we live in, and and the Winter Park as a house and and as a hometown. And and the reason it's hard for me to to for catch up with you is because. I travel around 250 days a year. That was my dream from very little to Sunday. I would like to go places. And then I met a person, my wife, Barbara, that she loved to go places. And now we had a nine-year-old daughter that she also loved to go <laughs> places uh, to the point that we even built our own school. That way she can travel as much as with us uh, when we want it. And that's the main reason that. Uh, uh, and the reason I need to clarify the busy part is because I I was very blessed to be able to build a team uh, in my company, Victory Martial Arts, that I have fantastic team that they take care of the business pretty much. The they, they operation, I have a fantastic CEO, a CFO, uh, they, it's just a group of people that, that I. they don't need me much. And then when I'm in town, I go Monday and I meet with them or we do some virtual meetings or or in person. I lunch or or dinner with them. And basically, and then from Tuesday or if I'm here or traveling, if I'm here, I play golf, I do yoga with my wife. and uh, That's amazing. And I choose to to stay active with my relationship and my business and in my, my personal life. That's amazing. So
1: I'm going to jump into this, guys. For, for all my listeners and viewers that are watching this, listening to this as they drive or in their offices, uh, Sergio actually helped with the interview. He jumped into the reality now. Now, the reality he has now was not the case, right? Let's go back to the origin. How do you get to a point where you have designed your life the way it is? So where are you from? What country are you from? Sir I'm Jeff? from
0: Paraguay. It's a little country in South America. At one moment, Paraguay was maybe the second poorest country in Latin America, uh, beside Haiti. Uh, then I grew up in the middle of the woods in Paraguay for a for, for particular reason. My last name is Von Schmelin, and I come in from a German family. But my father, kind of like a, he was an outcast from his own family and and. And he pretty much has a resentment from his family to the point that he he run away from his family, let's say, uh, and uh, and he <laughs> he was so proud that as soon as he get married, has kids, and moving from one place to another, to the point that he was raised earlier by her for, by his grandmother, a native uh, Paraguayan lady, in the countryside. Then, in one moment, when he feel like a trap in the city and no job and not financial resources he moved back to the countryside is where i born and and my great-grandmother gave him a piece of land and he pretty much just uh grow up grow yucca and corn and beans and and that's where i born and uh, I'm not trying to impress on anybody, but when I say in America, I born in a farm, they thinking it's a farm with you know the, the the wheel with the water, the electricity, but just counting. It's, it's not. It's not in the third world country. The farm is very different. Very different. And and yeah. uh, you just plan whatever and you eat whatever you sure. plan and and hopefully is enough and and to. To have a sugar, you trade corn for sugar. If you had, if you want some rice, you go and trade that's rice. True. You know, it's not money involved there, and that's what that's what I I born and grew up until I was seven years old. Yeah,
1: so it's interesting. Yeah, so my I, I, we were talking before the interview. My parents were Pakistan. In Pakistan, the same thing forms are not the same as formed here in US, right? <laughs> yeah. Sergio, you're uh, set, you're number seven out of. 10, Ten yes. siblings.
0: Yes. Big family. Big family. Dad and mom were busy. Very busy. Uh wow. <laughs> Like I say, no electricity, no water, no TV. <laughs> Nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. How,
1: how big was your house where you live? Oh,
0: uh, what, uh, well that's a good question because when i describe the house basically my father built the house with the help of some people in, in the countryside and basically it's two rooms that you have one pole in the middle and then you have the the roof like this and one side of the roof is the where the parents sleep and this side of the roof is where the children sleep and that's it and it's, it's dirt floor and and grass grass roof and and the one part like so like this is built with stones because the wind from the northeast i remember that's that's what the northeast the storm thing like that will come from the northeast and that that's the part that you need to build the house stronger the other part is just bamboo and and, that's mud, it. and yes and that was the normal and and I thought that was normal, everything until I came to the city yeah. when I was seven years old. That, that was changed. The, Your that, eyes open. Oh, that was like, I thought that I was super happy when, sure. when I came to the city. Not anymore because I went to school and I was invited to friends' house and now they had floor, they had electricity, and my parents rent a, a, a room somewhere there in the city with. Still no electricity, no no running water. And then I questioned why we, we didn't have that. And uh, again, that was seven years old. I, I remember questioning my mother, how come we don't have this? And she said, well, we are poor. And that was the first time I heard the word poor. And I think that was the moment of realization that I don't want to be poor and I have to do something about it. And basically my mother said, well, I say I don't want to be poor because I want this thing. And she said, "Well, basically, you need to believe in God." Because she was uh she. My mother was raised by a Catholic nun. She was an orphan. Then she was very Catholic and believed in and pray every night. We pray every night, things like that. My father, he he also was uh, not religious, but a strong, I would say, Christian believer in that time. And then uh, she says "Respect your parents." That was the second rule, and that wasn't a choice for us. My father was like very strict and and there's no way we would be disrespectful then that was easy then uh she's uh, she say uh study and I was in the second grade there. I don't know what it's that- I didn't like to study much, but I like to read, but I wasn't reading at that time yet. I remember just flipping some some my brother has some magazines and things like that but i was very interested on in learning to read but in third world countries uh it's not like here that you learn to read and brag about your kids reading when you are in pre-k there is like if you read when you're in the fifth grade <laughs> sure. you know if you make it to the fifth grade sure, in that sure, time sure. this we're talking about in the 1960s 70s and 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 paraguay and then work hard and work hard was not a choice either because my father never allowed us not to work when he's working or doing something whatever cleaning whatever thing he he was like a drill sergeant then those four, four things they were like pretty simple for me okay pretty simple if you you don't want to be poor you believe in god you respect your parents you study and you work hard uh, simple principles uh, very simple. I
1: read your bio and, and said in there that your parents had a strong, they told you to have self-belief in yourself too.
0: Yes. My father, uh, and I don't know how this sounds in actually society today for all this, this very sensitive world that we're going through, but my father was very proud that he was a German descendant. Mm. And he used his pride to lecture us, with that even so he quit many times because of his pride or he don't stay in one place because of his pride but sure. he was very much all the time you are different you need to be special you need to behave different you need to be better than anybody you need this this was standards always, yes they, he has a really high standards for the his was kids. he a
1: well-dressed guy he
0: dressed well Germans just, are right I mean, uh, Europeans he, are like that right Most he of them. has I mean my father has a perfect mix of typical Paraguayan okay. uh, native uh, Indian uh, rough in one way and then the discipline of the German people like uh, I remember I admire him because he would use his cone and his cone would be just like maybe 20 years old cone it just went you know the, and the same cone he used to start to loosen all his the the teeth of the cone because he using it for so long and he don't lose it. He will put it. Same in place. As I mean. Discipline. His discipline was that he get up in the same time. He make everybody time. get up at the same time. I mean. Good shape. Uh, yes. And good shape. Oh. Always. Yes.
1: Sergio. So you came to the city. Okay. Did you have an idea what you want to do when you grow up? At, at seven, eight, nine,
0: 10? No, I, 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 I didn't, but, um, my, my brothers and sisters start to say that I'm going to be a lawyer because i like to argue
1: you good verbally
0: and i was arguing anything and i i love to ask questions to the point i annoy my brother and sister and then the teachers in school because ah they're fundamentally asking questions again and my father was uh letting to ask questions later on i learned that albert einstein was a uh, they say to albert einstein ah. Uh, how can you are so smart and he said i'm not smart i just more curious than anybody anyone else, else.
1: good question good point that's then a good my point.
0: father really much uh promote asking questions okay but i didn't know what i want to be but i knew that i want to make sure and in those days the two profession that they make money was it being a doctor or being a lawyer sure then uh i say i want to be a lawyer
1: okay not yeah. doctor. No, doctor. So very similar to Pakistan, India, right? I mean, actually, I think most countries besides America, most international countries are very big into having their kids become lawyers, doctors, engineers. Yes. India and Pakistan huge in engineers. Yes. All right. So uh, your siblings said you should be a lawyer. Did you stand out out of the 10 siblings? Were I mean, you were special and you're <laughs> looking back?
0: I had a brother, an older brother that loved to read and write, okay. and uh, he is a very good writer. He's very not good financial administration. I have a sister that today is very wealthy in Paraguay. Uh, two sisters, actually, one that s- her husband sell anything, and they they work together, and they they build a, a good amount of wealth by. Selling and, and selling stuff, and, and now she has one of the biggest uh, I don't know how you call those, where they sell plants, you know, uh, uh and
1: plant airplane pla- plants, plants, plants like okay, plant, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, okay, got it, flowers, and things like That's that. That's amazing, yeah. And then I have a sister that she started an import of shoes from China. And she, in one moment has the monopoly of the shoes and the shoes, the cheap shoes that they import from China. And basically, Paraguay is a unique country because the the taxes they are very low, and also they very corrupt. Then, meaning the government charge one portion of the tax, and the inspectors take the other portion, kind of thing. And, uh, and, uh, Third world country. Yeah, and, and Paraguay is a sandwich in between. And between Bolivia, Argentina, and Brazil, then her products will be able to go to Brazil or Bolivia or Argentina okay. that, that, sure. that was it. then <clears throat> excuse me talking about if I stand up i have uh, um I did martial art from very early, and that that makes a uh, a difference in my life, of course, and also. I was always the the champion in the family. They they wanted to compete as a child, competing with adults, winning tournaments and and wanted to be special and they treat me special. My father was a little bit biased towards me because uh because he he appreciated the physical abilities that I developed with martial art.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. When did you come to America?
0: In nineteen eighty eight, for the first time I came to compete in a tournament in Oh. Arkansas, the American Taekwondo Association used to head a world championship in Arkansas, and I I came here. 1988. How old were you? I was like 24. 25. Okay, 24. Yeah. Young guy. Yes. Single? No, I was married. Yeah. I married with uh, first married. I I married when I was 21, just turned 21. I in love? I, thought I was. Uh, I thought more. I was like a and I I I was enough mature. My my. My friends, they were older than me and they already married and had kids. I always had older friends. Then uh, I thought, okay, now I also need to marry and have kids. Yeah. And I did. And of course, uh, I stayed married for 20 years. And, and, uh, and one moment was a moment for oh, uh, two to have a divorce, obviously. And um, I have four kids. My married before and then uh uh I was single for maybe nine months and then I met uh my actual wife and that was a life changing and another and I'm thinking that I wasn't aware that a, a a man can feel this 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 joy of having a companionship like I have now.
1: It's all due respect and, and you, you let me know if we if wanna talk about it if comfortable talking about it. So let me go back a second. When you got married 21 were you earning income?
0: Yes, I own a martial arts school. I opened my first martial arts school when I was I was 19 years old. In Paraguay. In Paraguay. Yes, I did own five martial arts school in Paraguay before I came to America.
1: At 18, 19? Yes.
0: Yes. Because I was working in an insurance company. Darren, when I got, I, I did my whole high, middle school, high school, during the night Because you have to work. I mean, you? you, you, you can, I mean, you need to help the family. It's not in America. We no, no, kids you go have to school. Work. And then, okay. I mean, okay, and everybody need to bring some money home, money home. And I work in an insurance company. That many jobs. I did so many jobs before, and I I work in an insurance company. Then the insurance company. In one moment, I was 18 years old. I make my black belt, graduate high school, and I work in that company at the same time. And uh, basically, the 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 insurance company went through some transformation, and they were questioning why an eighteen year old was in charge with the claim department, which is one of the most sensitive departments for an insurance sure. company. I can imagine. And my boss also uh, used to be a kind of like my follower as a as a martial artist because he also was doing martial art, and he basically. Invite me to leave the company that way he don't get in trouble. Sure. And he say, you should open a martial arts school and I will help you out. And he lent me some money to open a martial arts school. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: So you started it. Started one. Number two. Number
0: three. Four. And then the fifth. Yeah. And five years I have five schools there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is, this is not normal in Paraguay.
0: Um. Like, I mean- At that time, I was in. I was. I mean, com- comparison is comparison. Is still, the joy of many things, but uh, also comparison make you proud. But the problem with comparison is always somebody doing better than you. Then I I learned that now that I'm a little bit more mature in myself. I am learning that comparison is always. Now, uh, somehow you're going to feel proud until, the, until, until some, somebody yeah, has right, more Sergio,
1: than, yeah. I, I mean, 18, 17, I was here and I was living in Miami, Florida, in New York City, partying, and I wanted to do entrepreneur ventures, but I had no direction. I mean, you'd started five schools. That's like, t- that's like 1% of the population do here in America. Nowadays, 18, 19, 21-year-olds are doing amazing. Technology is different, things are different. But back then, so you married her, yes. five school under your belt, you're yes. doing good. You have four kids. But I have a lot of followers, my social media. I'm married myself. I'm opening a business right now. I told you before yes. this it's hard. And I hear I, I, I hear other successful and entrepreneurs tell me the same thing like, to be married and to be successful is hard. Sometimes the marriage, it's taken on the back end, if the business on the front. Did that was a pro, was that the issue with your mar- first marriage? That what happened? Uh
0: maybe, maybe. Looking um, back, looking back, looking back now. In part, yes, because because well, uh, you familiar with Tony Robbins? As they say, where 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 focus, goal, energy flow, hundred percent. Right? Tony yes, Robbins, then, off that. yes. Then then if you you focus on the bill and the building all your business and you put all your your energy there then obviously your energy you don't have any your relationship or with your kids and i'm sure i'm guilty of that building my business uh today so that's a poor poor choice but uh, people thinking it's not another way but it is another way it is a way to do it i call the interbalance where you can like like today in my marriage I can have my wife and one moment, uh, when I divorced, I didn't start over because I keep my school, but I made sure I, I took care of my ex-wife until today. She coming to our home. She has a relationship, a very very nice relationship. I, uh, she makes empanadas for me. You That's know? Very mean, civil. Yeah, she's coming to our house. Uh, my my actually daughter call her tía. I mean, my she she interact with my wife. I mean, this all because it's all it, it's all possible. Unfortunately, we we make a generalization when we are not able to do something. We say it's impossible, difficult. Yeah, or it's you can't difficult. do that. Oh, you can yes, but it is possible if you know how to do it. I, I had this phrase it's only difficult because you don't know how to do it yet. Hundred percent. Then today I know how to do it. I can I can give enough attention to my business when I need it. I can give enough attention to my relationship when I need it, or I can give enough attention to myself or I can do that all this at the same time. And the way to do it is to 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 chunk it together. Let's say for example, just to give you an idea, this tomorrow you ask me this this trip is for or, or people ask me, oh, you traveling for pleasure or for business. It's always both because and and we go to Machu Picchu and my wife work on um, on energy and helping ladies to find their feminine uh, energy and to be in touch with their essence, then Machu Picchu is a major point in our planet of energy. and, And then if we go there... We're going because she can go and do some meditation there or she can go to create some experience there. From there, we're going to Paraguay, which we're going to see my mother my brother and sister. Also, we celebrating my, my father's birthday. He passed away three years ago. But at the same time, we're going to do our yearly charity. We go for a whole week there, and we collect money from my friends, uh, and I match every single penny that my friends uh uh, contribute to our charity i match that and then we go to paraguay and i had a brother that organized a whole week of charity and we go to every single little village that they need our help we go and help people then but who i doing all this with i doing it with my wife and my daughter then my relationships involved there and my my uh mission of charity is involved with and we're teaching our daughter how to how to give yeah. and enjoy giving. That's amazing. Uh, my wife is there now. We is is a family affair with my brother and sisters. Got it. And my everybody getting involved. And the same week, at uh, the Saturday, I doing a, a day long seminar for all the martial arts people in South America, and I gonna have three hundred. People going to participate, and I'm going to be training them how to improve their business, which is also part of my job. I, I doing this more as a as a help. I, I don't charge in anything to them. I really? Don't do any, yeah, I do it just to give back to the Paraguayan martial arts people. There's no
1: master. This, you, this is what we in America we call a mastermind, and we charge a lot of money to masterminds here.
0: Yeah. I, I do that kind of stuff here but I mean Over the there. last thing I want to do is take money from the Paraguayan no, people that, that they gave me a lot the martial art people in, in South America gave me a lot and give now back. it's time for me to give that's back that's amazing Sergio from there we're flying to Brazil to see my 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 yeah. wife uh, parent yeah. that she's yeah. Brazilian and, and live in a gorgeous uh city it's called Florianópolis, and we're gonna spend a week there in the beach and spending time with the her family uh, her family you're in laws and also my wife will do some uh some uh uh seminar for the ladies there then it's always Something. somehow uh, the back, you, to it's, uh, the back to business the back to the full circle, always, full circle. Uh, yes
1: sergio do you believe in law of attraction
0: yes of, of course I believe in law of attraction.
1: What do you? what your, well, how old were you when you got this information? And give me an example. You say KB, my uh, five schools, I thought about it, I've visualized it. Can you give an example?
0: I have questioning and the on the on the spirituality, I had questioned always from very little and and my imagination and my my uh intuition was um always alert and I teach this principle a victory martial art and my everything I teach is structure, emotion, knowledge and legacy. Basically it's like a, you had your body first and your instinct. You had your intuition sure. and your feelings. Then you had your intellect and then you had your spirit and your soul. Then for me the love of attraction is very simple and I'm sure you know and 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 anybody that listening to this, they are familiar with the law of attraction. It's like a, when you put, as the law of attraction is simple, you dial tune into to what you want, and and the universe has their own. And when you dial in, then if you are on the same frequency, you will you will be able to get to what match you, it. Yes,
1: thoughts and emotions come together. Yes, and you same for you, you you match the frequency. And you manifest what you want. Yes. Some call it God. Some call it, uh, universe. It depends on the person.
0: Sure. Right. I mean, I mean, same thing. Uh, because people trying to be politically correct, yes. they don't say God. But why not call God to whatever is that is the creation and the perfection that we, we live in? I agree with you today. I mean, I don't have any problem to say I God believer. And, and, Me too. And, and 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 of course, the time we're know, living yeah, in today. Yes. You're right. So. So you say you practice it to get to
1: manifest your, your life? And you, yes, uh,
0: yeah. oh. uh, until now. I mean, the relationship I have today is yes. because I practice the law of attraction. Meaning, I wrote it down. I imagine. I I visualized it, and I get it. And I I, I do that, and everything that I do. I I want to travel. I want to have a house somewhere. Everything. If you if because if you had the right intention. This that that law attraction and and God will provide because many times if my intention because they say God knows your heart I mean sure then if my intention is for the right purpose sure then you will get anything that you intend to do if you put the work on it
1: that's a missing part not many people talk about right they didn't just think about it meditate and close your eyes and it will come to like, you that's not you have to put the work in you need halfway you have to put the
0: work in you, yeah. that's the reason you had. This material body, because we live in in a material world and then to get something and you need to connect the material with the with the energy, you know. uh,
1: Interesting. That's another way. I never heard that way to do it. We are a material body and we live in a material world. So in in order to manifest that material, you have to put the work into it. Yes. You have
0: to do it materially because matter against matter is really hard to change. Sure. Energy change matter.
1: Sure. That's true. Wow, you know, another one, another uh, analogy someone told me recently was when when you in, you have an intention and you want a, a desire, you take the first step and you're telling God, "Hey, I have faith in you. I'm going to do the work." Sure, and and God's like, "Okay, it's time to yeah. go forward." Yeah. So
0: and the word desire is a little bit. Uh-
1: Mis- misleading
0: yeah. and also dangerous because desire usually tends to be something that to serve you yes and not to serve wrong the, word the, the what's purpose. the better word
1: would well, intention your intention I, uh, I i use the word mean, my intention. english is not yeah. very it's very good
0: <laughs> but i they, when the intention has